Good morning, everyone. This morning, Rabbi we will be doing Daftet Amur Aleph, four lines from the top of Daftet Amur Aleph. Um, we will be informing everyone via the chat exactly how the next class will be coming through, whether it will be uh, me. Three options are me through this recording that I'll make when I'm away or it'll be Rabbi Mizrahi substituting for me, Rabbi Maris Mizrahi alternatively it will be a actual video chat if we get technology done today by some uh, long stretch okay we are beginning now on Daftet Amur Aleph four lines down Amar Rabbi Zera Rabbi Zera says If you remember last time, we were discussing uh, a person being able to be two different the one, the night and the morning, back to back. And we said two different opinions. One said that you could do a back to back. Good morning, Kobe. One said you could do a back to back when. Uh, you're doing it one before Amud HaShahar and one after Amud HaShahar. And the other said that you could do it back to back when one is uh, before Nesa Hama and the other after Nesa Hama. According to Rashi, this, now, this next statement, is referring to before and after Amud HaShahar. And we're telling you that you're not allowed to say that even though you're allowed to say Kirat Shema at that point, you're still not allowed to say Hashkivenu because it's not a time that people go to sleep. Nobody is going to sleep right before Amud Shahar. However, Tosfot says, why not? According to the definition that we said earlier, we said the definition of Beshoch Becha is when people are sleeping. And therefore, according to Tosfot, what's the problem? Before Amud Shahar, people are still sleeping. And why should it be a problem? So Tosfot explains that it's referring to the last thing we just left off with, which was the Netzah Hamah. Before and after Netzach Hamamim, but let's read the Gemara. Says the Gemara, "V'vad Shlomo Nashkivenu ki Atar Bitzak Mar Yosef and Bitzak Mar Yosef came from Israel to Babel." Amar he said the following: "Ha Did Rav Acha Rabbi Chanina Amar Rabbi Shua Ben Levi." This statement of Acha Amar Rabbi Levi, "Lab Beferush Itmar." He never said it straight out. "Ela Mechlala Itmar." Rather, we figured it out from a statement. That who Zuga Did Rabanan? There were these. A pair of rabbis, they got drunk at a party at Yeshua ben Levi. And Rashi says, because they got drunk, they fell asleep. And the falling asleep caused them to miss Kriyat Shema that night. They came from Yeshua ben Levi. Amar, Kedai hu Rabbi Shimon, L'smoch alav b'shat adahak. Which means, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, who is the one who allows praying till Amud HaShahar, is worth it to rely on that you should say Kirat Shema now at the time of Dahak. Therefore, you should rely on him. But Rashi points out that we see from here that Loba Shahadahak, if it's not Shahadahak, one should not be so lenient as to allow yourself to go all the way till Amud HaShahar. Rather, you should be strict like Hatzot, like the Hahamim. Welcome, Senor. Okay. Says the Gemara further. We are now 
about 10 lines down in the lines. Ma'ase, if you go back to the Mishnah, on the first page we had a story that the children of, of, of the rabbi came back uh, to him and they asked him should, if they should say, they didn't say Kriyat Shema, should they say Kriyat Shema? To which his response was, check outside and check if it's Salat HaShahar yet, if it's Salat HaShahar, then uh, you cannot, but if it did not, then you can. Now, ask the Gemara, V'ad hashta lo shamialu had Rabban Gamliel? These kids never heard of their father's opinion? Their father is the one who says that you could go to Amud HaShahar. So they're coming back from the party, they're asking their father, and he's cluing them in on the big news. Guess what? <laughs> if I, that's what I hold? Of course of course, they should know what their father holds. It's a famous machloka. We're assuming the kids are not Ameha Aretz. It's a famous machloka between Taraka, between uh, Hahamim and, and Rabban Gamliel. So what's going on? Did I answer that already before? Uh, I answered that somewhat between the lines in the Mishnah. But that's because I learned the Gemara. Okay. Says the Gemara. This is what they're saying to him. Rabbanan pligi ilavech. The kids are telling their father, Rabbi, Abba, we know that the rabbis argue on you. V'yachid v'rabim, halacha k'rabim. And since when a yachid argues on a, on a, on a rabim, generally the halacha is rabim. And therefore, since halacha is like the chachamim, now that it's after chatzot, there's no point for us to say kriyat shema, because the halacha follows the rabim, and therefore it's after chatzot, and we missed it. Or dilma, maybe you'll say, Rabbanan, the rabbis, kavatech sevirah they, the rabbis really hold like you. That you can really go till Amud Shahar. And this is what they say, That's only to separate a person from Avera. So he told them, The only reason why they said till Chatzot is to stay away from Avera. But really, they hold like me. And therefore, yes, you do have to read. The rabbis only say better to. They're only saying you have to read before Chatzot. Not saying better to. They're saying you have to. But they're saying you have to in order to stay away from Avera. But really, they, from the letter of the law, they hold like me. Says the Gemara further. We're at the two dots opposite the Torah. I'm sorry? What do you mean by that? Meaning that if a person, like we said earlier in the Gemara, so if a person is going to take it easy, say, I'm going to eat a little bit, you're going to cause yourself to miss Kriyat Shema sometimes. And therefore, the rabbis say you have to do it before Hatzot. However, the rabbis from the letter of law agree, it's okay till Todor. Says the Gemara, Vilozu Bilvad Amru Ela. Says the Gemara, Vilaban Gamliel, Mika Amri Ad Hatzot, Diktani Lozu Bilvad. Rabban Gamliel himself did not say Ad Hatzot. So why is the Gemara saying not only this, Ela everything? Right? Amru, we said, This is what Rabban Gamliel says, was saying to his children. I feel Rabbanan, even Rabbanan, who say Ad Chatzot, but it's not actually the Mohashahar. The Haidi Kami Ad Chatzot, we did this already, I'm sorry. Next one. No, no, I didn't do this already. Hold on a second. Let's do this again. Okay? Says the Gemara. Viraban Gamliel Mi Kaamri Ad Chatzot to the do he didn't say to the Chatzot, so why are you saying not only this? 
Meaning, why do we assume that Rabban Gamliel said it? What do you mean? He didn't say that. It was that was the Chachamim? Moshe says no. When when Rabban Gamliel told his kids, he's saying even the Rabbanan who were talking to you, they only told you until till Chatzot because it's a this is just a, a continuation of the previous point they were asking another question once you knew the answer to the previous thing you should know the answer to this question too but we're pointing out that uh, when Rabbi Gamaliel says not only this he wasn't talking from himself he's talking not only this for the sake of the rabbis you might not have figured that out on your own now but there's any level of uh that Kriyat Shemaifa do before Chatzot, the Sechah is bigger, it's higher. Yes, yes, of than, course, it is. Then, it is, it is, because you're keeping the mitzvah of the rabbis in order to. In order to only for the rabbis or the Oraita? Not the Oraita, only the rabbis. Okay? For those who bevad Amru, we said the Mishnah said not only this, but we also said burning of the fats and other and limbs could also be done until. The sun rises. We said also um, certain korbanot that only go. Ooh, I need Kobe. Also, we said certain korbanot that only go till sunrise. It's fine. Certain korbanot that only go for a day and night till uh, are only till then. Okay. Says the Gemara. The iu achilat pesachim lo katani. How come our Mishnah leaves out eating korban pesach? Which also only goes until Al Tashahar. Vidimini, because I'll ask you a contradiction. This new Brighta is going to be a contradiction to our Mishnah. Because the Brighta says, Kiryat Shema, that's one thing. Arbit, praying Arbit. Vihalel Bulel Pesach, Psahim, and saying Halel the night of Pesach. Vahilat Pesach, and eating the Korban Pesach. So how come our Mishnah mentions two of them and it leaves out the other two? Says the Gemara. Right? Amar of Yosef, two lines from the wide lines. Lo kasha. These two opinions are one our Mishnah, which mentions only two. And the other one, which also mentions the Pesach idea, are two different rabbis. Our Mishnah, which says only two things and does not mention Pesach, was written by Rabbi Akiva. And uh, the Brita, which mentions four things, is... I'm sorry. Our Mishnah, which mentions two things, is... Rabbi al Azal Ben Azariah. No, sorry. Is Rabbi Al Mishnah is Rabbi Al Azal Ben Azariah. Right? And according to the other ones, and the Brita is Rabbi the top it says, referring to Korban Pesach, it says, You will eat the meat of the Korban Pesach tonight, on this night, meaning the night of Korban Pesach, 15th, 15th of Nisan. It says by Korban Pesach the words, 
And it says the word Balayla is there also by Makat Bechorot. Hashem says, I'll pass on this night. Ma'alalan, just like when it comes to Makat Bechorot. Ad Chatzot, Hashem was only passing through Egypt until Chatzot. Afkan, so too when it comes to eating Korban Pesach. Ad Chatzot, you can only eat Korban Pesach till Chatzot. And once you pass Chatzot, you pass the time of Korban Pesach. That's what we have over here. But doesn't it say the word Bechipazon? If you look at the Pasuk, it says, it's right afterwards, it says, And this is that, You should eat it with your belts on, with your shoes on your feet, and your stick in your hand. Don't eat it Bechipazon in a hurry. Pesach Hashem. And we learn, eat it in a hurry means, eat it ad shat chipazon, until the time when you're in a hurry. And when are you in a hurry? When you have to leave. And you have to leave in the morning. So the B'Kibad disagrees with the B'Kibad. And he says, no, you could go all the way till the morning. Right? So says the Gemara, if, if he's right, I mean, if the B'Kibad is right, matal mu'abalayla. So then why does it bother to tell you Balayla, Halayla? Yachol, one might have thunk, Kodashim, it should be eaten like other sacrificial foods, Bayom, in the day, Talmud Lomar comes to tell you, no, because a regular sacrifice when you make is eaten the night after the sacrifice and the next day. So you might have thunk, had we not told you this word, Balayla, you might have thunk that this can be done in the day also, Talmud Lomar, Balayla, ba- Says the Gemara, Bishlama, that's good. It's a So says the Gemara, that's only good, right? So again, let's, let's look at look at our chart over here for a second, if you don't mind. Okay, uh, we have two pesukim This one, the first balayla is talking about Pesach. <coughs> And the second one is Makat Pechorot. Okay? We make a Gizera Shava. Balayla Hazeh, Balayla Hazeh. One, two. And that teaches you the same. So Rabbi Nazareth says, Chasot. He says, Amura Shachar. The source of each one, his source is Layla Hazeh, Layla Hazeh, from Pesach to Makat Pechorot. And his source is Chipazon. Right? That's what we have clear. Now, what is the word Halayla for? He uses Gizera Shava. Halayla Hazeh, Halayla Hazeh. What does he use, Halayla? We just said now, he uses it to teach you that you don't eat in the morning. But that's only the word Halayla. What's Hazeh for? According to this rabbi, Rabbi Al-Zabran Halayla Hazeh is one, two words together to make a Gizra Sheva, Halayla Hazeh, Halayla Hazeh. But according to Rabbi Akiba, who says that we're using Halayla for not the morning, what's Hazeh for? Why does that say this night? Just say Halayla. And we'll know you can't eat in the morning. So we're saying now, no, it's teaching you that you can't eat it the next night. Meaning, you might, general at night you night might night. think that if it would have just said halayla, you would have thought, oh, I have to eat it at night. But, in, but since a normal korban, a normal korban is night with the next day, and here we're excluding the next day, so you might have thought, there's two nights and no days. It has to be eaten in two nights. And therefore, I need hazer to teach you halayla, not not. Not the next night also. Only this night and not even the second night. That's going to be a kivaz hazeh coming to teach you. 
אם זה בסדר? אני בסדר, אבל אני חושב הלילות, לא הלילה הזה, you want two לילות, two לילות, זה שיתו לילות. זה הכי ביטוי לילות. only this, this, this on the 15, on the 14 after you, that's what it's to me. אוקיי, אני אוהב קושן. אני אוהב קושן, אני מבין. זה צריך להיות עכשיו, אני מבין. אני מבין. tomorrow או not after tomorrow, now. הלילה הזה, that day, exactly. That's really inside. I hear the question. Elal b'yikiva hayazeh ma'yavid leh. Lemu'te layla acher hudi'ita. Saka that I mean I would have thought ho'il pesach kodshim kalim since pesach is not kodshim kodshim kodshim. It's called it's classified as kodshim kalim. Vishlamim kodshim kalim and regular korban shlamim is also kodshim kalim. Mashim just like a shlamim. Nechlim l'shnayamim is eating for two days but layla achad. אף פסח, סוטו פסח, נאכל שתי לילות במקום בית ימים. שביעין פר טו נייטס, אינסטד אוף טו דייז. ויהיה נאכל לבית לילות ביום אחד. כמשמע לן, לא. בלילה הזה, בלילה הזה הוא נאכל, כי ביעין אונלי טונייט. ואין הוא נאכל, אבל אין הוא נאכל בלילה אחר על עוד נייט. נאל סס דגמרא, ורבי אלעזר בן עזריה. How does Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah know that you can't eat it the next morning? Again, Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah is using Zira Shava to tell you that you're supposed to eat it until Chatzot. Cool. But how does he know that it gets spoiled, not spoiled, gets asur to eat the next morning? According to him, he doesn't have the words Balai Lazar using it because he's busy using the Lai Lazar for Zira Shava. So therefore, how is he going to know that you can't use it the next morning? He learns, how do we know not the next morning? He learns it Now, Rabbi uh, Akiva is learning it from this. He knows it from, don't eat it from this. But according to him, he's learning it from this. Rabbi Akiva, He says, no, don't leave it till the morning. You might have thought, if I would have told you, Don't learn it from you might think that meant don't leave it till the next morning meaning the second day right the se- meaning second day of the morning yeah not, not like next morning next second yeah, day yeah that's really second day of the holiday and therefore I, he needs to have the word Whenever you see the book in the Torah, it always means the first morning, and therefore he doesn't need a pasuk to tell me that it spoils in the morning. He knows it, spo- he knows it becomes pasul in the morning from that. Okay? Good. Says the Gemara, the Hani Tanai, meaning these two Tanaim, Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Al-Azal ben Azariah, these two rabbis, Kehani Tanai, they're actually going like two other Tanaim who have the same achloket. The Tanya, we learned in the Brayta, it says, Sham tizbach et ha-pesach ba-erev kivoh ha-shemesh, mo'ed setrechem v'slaim. There you will slaughter the Pesach in the evening, kivoh ha-shemesh, mo'ed setrechem v'slaim. So it says three different points in the Pasuk. Sham tizbach et ha-pesach ba-erev, you should slaughter it ba-erev in the evening, kivoh ha-shemesh, when the sun comes, meaning which we learned before could be either sunset or sunrise, When the people are leaving with time. In the evening, you should slaughter. When the Suk says the word Ba'erev, it's teaching you when to slaughter. When it says when the sun sets, 
That's when you're allowed to start eating. When it says the time when you leave Egypt, that's when you have to burn it. Meaning, the time when you leave Egypt in the morning, that's when you have to burn the Korban Pesach and you can't eat it anymore. So, according to that opinion, uh, you can eat all the way till the morning. And night, he agrees that at, night, at, at the evening is slaughter. In the morning you eat. Till you can eat. Now it sounds exactly the same thing as the other rabbi. So if you look at Rashi, Rashi says, and not further. How do we know? Because otherwise they're saying the exact same thing. So it must be they're telling the other rabbi is telling you till chatzot. Okay. Now here's the finishing up of our chart. We left a little bit off the chart for a second because the Gemara interjected in the middle and threw in that these rabbis are following these other two rabbis in the Mishnah. But now we're going to finish the chart. Okay, we're going to say... Okay. Hold on. So you want to understand... I'm going to get it. Let me just finish one second. Amar B. Abba. Hakol Modim. Everyone agrees. Kishinagalu Yisem Mitzayim. Lo Nagalu Ereba Erev. Everyone agrees. The Bilazam and Azariah and Rabbi Kiva both agree that when the Jews got out of Egypt, they only got out Lo Nagalu Ereba Erev. They got out. The, the Gula was at night. Meaning they were freed at night. Shnei Amar. Hotziacha Hashem Elokecha Mitzayim Laila. Hashem took care of Mitzrayim Laila. So you see that we're out at night, meaning we're, we're freed at night. And when they actually left, they only left during the day. So if both agree, so what are they arguing about? They're arguing about the time of hurrying. Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah says... My chipazon, what does it mean? Chipazon, chipazon de Mitzrayim. We're referring about the hurrying of the Egyptians to kish the Jews, right? At night, reason why he says ad shat chipazon, chipazon yani, until the time when the Egyptians were hurrying to kish the Jews. And when were they trying to kill the Jews? That was Hatzot. Like it come to the point that like they don't want them no more. Right. It's the hurrying of the Jews to leave. So what does Chipazon mean? According to means Egypt hurrying, hurrying to kiss the Jews, get rid of the Jews. And Rabbi Akiva saying the Chipazon means to the means the morning, you could go till the morning because he's telling you. That Chibazon is the Jews hurrying to leave. Um, what's not clear, Mr. No, no, no. Just, Everything clear? Yeah, it's a question. But Korban uh, Pesach, Korban Pesach, you do it. When, when, you, slaughter, when you slaughter the, the animal on Korban Pesach, Erev Pesach? Erev Pesach. Erev Pesach. Yeah. You slaughter it, and then you have to wait until the next morning. I mean, that night. That night to eat it? That night to eat so it, yes. So what it says over here before, see, you mess me up now. Okay, okay let's see that was after the class. After the class. Okay. Let's get moving. Uh let's go a little further. We now are Tanya Nami Hachi. We're five lines in the bottom. Tanya Nami Hachi Tafnun He. Hotsiacha Shimon Mislaim Laila. 
Pasuk says, Hashem took you out from Egypt, Laila at night. Did the Jews leave at night? It says they left during the day. Right? Moshe said no to Paro in his pajamas. The Jews, the Jews cannot leave in the middle of the night. Right? Ela. I'm oh, sorry. Biadrama. Ela milamed. That the Geulah, the redemption, began for them in the evening. Meaning, once the Egyptians told them they could leave, even though they didn't leave, that is the start of the redemption, according to the Brighta, which backs up what we just said, that according to the Jews, Egypt hurrying to leave the Jews. Is there any reason that they didn't leave? Yes. We didn't leave because Moshe didn't... Moshe, didn't want anyone to say that we left and then we, we had to sneak out in the middle of the night. We didn't sneak out. We're going out in the middle of the day when everyone watches. People change the story after, you know. Afterwards, if you leave in the middle of the night, the team going to say, hey, the Jews, they snuck out. We didn't see. If we would have known. Uh, no, we, we walked out in the middle of the day. Thank you very much. Three million leaving. We're very happy. Yes. Uh will come up in a second. Says, says the Gemara, Speak in the eyes of the people. Look at the Pasuk on the side, it says, Speak speak in the ears of the people, I'm sorry. And they will borrow each man from his friend, and each woman from her girlfriend, gold and silver. Amri when you see the word please, it means it means a request. Why would it why, it's like a begging type of request? Hashem told Moshe, please. Please answer the Egyptians, gold and silver. in order they shouldn't say Oto Sadiq, that great Sadiq, Rashi says Abraham Avinu. He shouldn't say the Avadum this, that you work them, which is the first part of the Brit Ben Abitarim that Hashem promised Abraham that the Jews are going to be in Egypt and they'll be worked and they'll be oppressed. That you fulfilled in them. And they're going to go out afterwards with a lot of money. That you didn't fulfill in them. Amrullah, he told them, when the, when, when Hashem told Moshe that, Moshe responded back, uh, We wish we could guard ourselves with that. Mashallah, Adam, you have a guy who's locked up in jail. They tell him, many Adam people tell him, Tomorrow, we're going to get you out of jail, and not only that, you're going to get paid damages for being in jail, and we're going to give you a lot of money. He tells them, Please, take me out today. Don't give me any money. Just get me out of jail. Similarly, Bnei Yisrael, when he told them, Moshe told them, tomorrow you're leaving, go borrow money. The Jews like Tachilak. Get me out of here. And that's why he had to say, Please, please ask them to go borrow. I don't want Abraham Abinu to complain that the Jews understood it. There's a famous chat that they say, what do we mean by him? Because the real, the Dubin Magad says the real Ruchush Gadol is not the, the Ruchush Gadol is really not the money. It's the Torah. And therefore, the, 
Of course, the Jews are getting the Torah anyway. They don't really need it. But Hashem is worried that Abraham is going to say that Avadum ve'ainu otam, that kiyam bahem, the Jews themselves, they understood that they're being oppressed. They understood that. But at this point, they, they understood that they're being beaten up. They're being worked. They understand that. But they, they themselves don't understand yet how great the Torah is. So if you're going to say, if you're going to say, well, we're going to give you the Torah, at this point, the Jews understand it. So give them some Give them some uh, candy. Give them some something that they understand. Give them some millions of dollars, a few million dollars. Okay, they they're gonna think that they got something. Because I want kiyam bayim. Abraham shouldn't say, oh, vachrechem vachrechem. They don't understand that. But that you that you made sure that they understood. That's an interesting double market on this gemara. Okay, we are ten lines down. No, eight lines down. Vayish alum. The word vayish alum is an interesting uh, word. Now, because normally the word vayish ilum, it should say vayash ilu. Vayash ilu means they lent them. Vayash ilum sounds like they forced them. So it's a funny, funny word. You, you, you notice the difference yeah. in the word? Vayash ilu is lent. Vayash ilum is like they pushed them to lend. It means that they lent them against their will. Some say, The Egyptians didn't want to, and they forced them, which is the pshat that everyone says that during, during the Choshech, they went around looking, seeing what they had. They asked the Egyptians, Can I borrow that huge gold plate that you have? So, oh, no, I'm sorry, I don't have that. Send it to, the, send it to be fixed. He says, no, I'm telling you, it's under here. Check over here. I checked last time. That's Baal Kocham de Mitzrayim. The Ikadam, and some say, Baal Kocham de Israel, it's against the will of the Jews. Why, why would the Jews not want to borrow? They didn't want to go because they didn't want to carry extra stuff with them. Which means, according to the Iyun Yaakov, it means that since they knew they're going to be chased by the Egyptians one day, they didn't want to have heavy stuff. They're going to ca- the Egyptians are coming on horses, and they're carrying all these extra gold stuff. Therefore, they didn't want it. I don't know why the Gemara didn't just answer. They didn't want to leave like the previous Gemara. Yeah. They didn't want to do like the previous Gemara just said a second ago. They're they didn't want it because they were just <clears throat> like like the guy stuck in jail. You can tell the guy, you can leave tomorrow with money. Dachila, let me, let me today, leave today. Okay? Mm-hmm. But I guess maybe the answer is, once they know they're leaving tomorrow anyway, yalla, so already take the stuff. Okay. They emptied Mitzrayim. What they emptied it like. It means that they make it like a trap without any any grain. They used to make a trap. And Mitzuda is a trap. So they felt like, like they in jail? The Egyptians, no, no. The Jews, felt like Jews, were, were, Jews were like in jail. For sure, for sure. They couldn't leave Egypt, yes. Now, not only that, um, it says here that they made it like a trap without grain. Usually, if you want to catch a bird, you put out a trap and you put a little grain in the in the in, in the trap. So there's something to catch the bird. When we left Egypt, it was like a trap without any grain to catch anything. It was like emptied. We made it like the depths of the sea, mitzula, without without any fish. It's empty. We we made it from a completely empty thing. Now. According to Ben Yehuda, the difference between the two things is one is eight thirty now. It's eight thirty now. Right, 
One's talking about the spiritual, one's talking about, according to Ben, ben Ishchai, one's talking about spiritual, one's talking about the... One's talking about the spiritual, one's talking about the physical wealth of Mitzrayim. Okay, let's go further. So when Moshe, once we're talking about Egypt, we'll continue other things. When Moshe came down to Mitzrayim and he told the Jews that he's being sent from Hashem to take them out of Mitzrayim, he told them, Now, when, when Hashem told Moshe, he told him, go tell the Jews, what does signify? It signifies, I will, I will be with you in this Galut, and I will be with you in the future Galuts as well. It's enough to deal with every trouble, and it's time. You don't have to worry about future troubles from now. Why are you worrying about future troubles for now? If, the, if I tell the Jews, don't worry, next time you're in trouble, Hashem is going to be with you. I don't want to think about the next time I'm in trouble when I'm in trouble right now. And therefore, don't tell, I don't want to say to the Jews because they're going to ask me, what does that mean? And I'm going to tell them, oh, it means I'm going to be with you next time also. Next trouble, dachilak. That's why Hashem finished the and says, Tell them, Ehyeh sent you. So no, I'm only telling you, Moshe Rabbeinu, Ehyeh But the Jews, go tell them, Ehyeh. Because I don't want to mention any future troubles that he like to have enough thing on the head. Next. Aneni Hashem Aneni. This is Eliyahu Anavi and Harakamel. He asks for two things. Aneni, Aneni, Hashem Aneni. Now, the reason why this came in, why we're we talking about Eliyahu and Harakamel, because we just spoke about which we explained with double Ashon. Once we're explaining double Ashons, the Gemara takes a little detour and talks about double Ashon only about 1,500 years later with Eliyahu Navi. Says the Gemara, Aneni Hashem Aneni, Amar Abhu. Why did he say twice? Answer me. That you should send a fire down from heaven to burn my korban and not the other korban. And eat everything that was there. And answer me also. That you should take their minds. Hashem, don't. Even if it happens, I don't want the Jews to think that it was a magic trick. So therefore, help me that, number one, for the miracle and and for the reaction to the miracle, that the Jews should see that the miracle was from Hashem. Okay, Baruch Hashem, we have just completed our first Mishnah in the Daf Yomi. Hashem should give us the Zichut that we should finish, just like we finished the first Mishnah, we should finish all the Mishnayot and Shas, and we should be able to celebrate together. Amen. Baruch Hashem Le'olam, Amen Amen. We're on the Mishnah, guys. Let's go. Brand new Mishnah. Me'ematai korin et ha-shema b'shachrit. When could we read Shema in the morning? Mishyakir ben t'chelet le'lavan. When we could recognize the difference between t'chelet and lavan. Teen blue and white. Rabbi Al-Azad. T'chelet is blue. T'chelet is blue. Yes. Blue? Blue, yes. He says, no, between the color of blue and the color of leek. Karti is leek that we have on Rosh Hashanah. Okay. 
And when can you do it? According to Tanakhama, the last time for saying Shema is Netzahama. And we sure, man, we mentioned this rabbi earlier. Ad shalosh you have for three hours of the day. Sheken derech melachim laamor b'shalshot. The kings don't get up till three hours of the day, and therefore it's still called bekumecha because we're all like kings. Hakorem ikan va'elach lo efsid keadam hakorem b'torah. What if it's after that? You lose nothing if you read after. It's not avera to read the shema afterwards. Actually, it's a mitzvah keadam hakorem b'torah. Says the Mishnah. When can you read the Shema in the morning? When you can recognize Ben in between Techelet, which is. What am I doing? I went to the Mishnah, I'm sorry. Gimara, first, second, uh, middle line. My Ben What's the difference between Techelet and if I tell you Ben Gibabad Echelet Ben Gibabad Imrad Chavriya Ligibad Imrad Echelta If we're talking about between a bundle of white wool and a bundle of blue wool means you have a big bundle of blue wool and a big bundle of white wool and the sun's coming up in the morning and as the light comes in you're able to tell the difference oh that's the blue one oh that's the white bundle can't be even at midnight you can tell the difference between a big bundle of white and a big bundle of blue. One's white. It, and even in the middle of the night, there's still a little moonlight out there. And even with a drop of moonlight, you can tell the difference between a whole bundle of white wool. White, the white uh, puts the light out. It, it reflects the light. Right. Talking about a, one single bundle of wool that you put in the dye, but you didn't do it so good. And therefore, parts of it are white, and parts of it are blue. So the, 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 if usually when you put the, a bundle of wool in dye, you have to move it around and mix it in order the dye gets all over. But if you just chuck the bundle in, then you, and, you, and you leave it attached together, the parts where it's touching each other, the dye is not going to seep in. So you're going to pull it out, and you have pieces of wool that's, Blue and light and blue and light and blue and light. So if you have something like that, that in the middle of the night you can't see the difference between the white parts and the blue parts. It's not it's not really catching so much light. So we're referring to that. And that's what we're talking about. Blue and white. Says the Gemara. Tanya, we learned in the Brayta. When you could tell the difference between a wolf and a dog. A dog and a wolf are similar type of creatures. One is wild, one is domesticated. They look similar-ish. And you have to be able to tell the difference between that. According to him, that's the time when you could say, the earliest time you could say, Kedat Shema. Rabbi Akiva says, no. Ben chamor le'arod. Between a domesticated donkey and a arod, a wild donkey. Aharim say, no. Mishiret chabiroh arachok arba'amot v'yakrenu. When you can recognize your friend who is six feet away, and you could recognize, oh, that's my friend Albert. If you could recognize him from four feet away, that's good. If you, if you could recognize him closer, that's, that's not necessarily, that's not necessarily enough. If you could recognize him further, then that's, Ze'ev is a wolf, wolf dog. Okay. Amar Abaye, Abaye says, Litfilin, when it comes to putting on tefillin, then we hold ke'acherim, like the acherim who hold, that it's for Amor, recognizing your friend. 
right? The Kriyat Shema, when it comes to Kriyat Shema, Kivatikin, we hold that you have to do it by Vatikin, that's the right time. The Amri of Yochanan, Vatikin Gumim Otam, Imanetzah Hama. Because Rabbi Yochanan says that the Vatikin would finish it with the Netzah Hama, which means that's the best time to do it. The best time to do it is by Netzah Hama. And therefore, they don't start at time Achirim, they start right before sunrise. The reason why they would finish in Netzachama, they want to finish Shema with Netzachama, is because they want to go right after Shema, directly into Amida, and this way, right next to Tefillah. When it comes, you're going to pray at sunrise, and that's the beautiful time to do it. Says the Gemara, what Pasuk in the Torah tells you that you should pray at that particular time because it says Yirauha, they're going to fear you means say Shema Im Shamesh with the sun for the Fnei Yareach and before the moon Dor Dorim generation for generations and therefore when it says Yirauha Im Shamesh it's referring to when the sun comes up that's when you say Shema that's the Vatikin He'edir B'yosif ben Al-Kayim Al-Yakim Mishum Kihala Kedosh Nishulayim B'yosif ben Al-Kayim tells you that in the name of the holy community in Yerushalayim which is of course, a long time ago. In the time of the Gemara, there was no community in Yerushalayim. You will not get harmed the whole day if you're careful to do smichut geulal tefillah, and, which means you put Gaizel right next to uh, Amida. Now, Tosfot asks, uh, what does that mean? What? Do you, what? Connect Gal Yisrael right next to uh, Amida. Now, Mr. The, the, someone's asking over here. Everyone does that. Someone's asking. Everyone does that, and therefore, if so, no one should ever get hurt. That good question. It's actually Tosfot's question too. Tosfot asked that question, and Tosfot explains. It doesn't mean that you just do it. It means you do it like the Vatikin. Which means if you pray Vatikin and you do at sunrise, you connect Ka'al Yisrael to the Amidah, that's when you're guaranteed not to interrupt the whole day. That's how Tosfot answers so the question. Every, so everyone that prays, listen everyone, everyone that prays next, you have uh, guaranteed. guaranteed? I will tell you a story after we finish this class. I, I'll actually get away with it now. One time, I was in Lakewood and uh, I was praying, I, I prayed Vatikin, because I was teaching the Torah bus in Deal at the time. And I had to get up early, so I used to pray Vatikin, and then go to Deal to teach the Torah bus. And I was backing out of the parking lot, and uh, it was on a hill, and you could, I couldn't see that there was a stump of a tree there, because it was on a hill, you can't, backing up, you can't see. And I hit my wheel on the stump of the tree, and my entire uh, thing got bent. My entire wheel thing Excellent. got bent. My axle's bent. I had to tow the car. Take it to the guy, cost me $900, and I'm sitting with no car for four days, and I, 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 as I'm coming to pick up the car, I meet a guy, he says, he's a religious guy, he says, what are you doing here? I don't know the guy. I said, I'm here, I don't know, I'm fixing my axle, because I backed down, I tell him the story. He says, oh, you were praying Vasikin, which is uh, Ashkenaz for Netzahama. And I said, yeah. He said, oh, the Gemara says that if you're praying Netzahama, you're not going to be damaged the whole day, so don't worry about it. I said, don't worry. I'm paying $900. I don't even have this money. What are you talking about? Don't worry. Thank you very much. I said, you want to pay for it? He didn't say anything. He walked out. The next day, I'm walking through the streets. I'm walking through the craziest. I'm walking through Lakewood. And I pick up 
I'm walking through Lakewood, and I pick up, look down on the floor by a construction you site, and I see, hold on, I see on the floor a $1 coin. I said, well, $1 coin? What a cool thing, a $1 coin on the floor. I picked it up, I said, it looks very funny. And I see it, it doesn't say $1. I said, it says 10D. I took it home, I looked it up, turns out it's a gold $10 coin from 1887. <laughs> Okay. Gold $10? Gold $10 coin. From the United States, from 18 I look up, I said, how much does this coin cost? 900 Exactly $900, which was the amount of money that I paid to fix my axle. You sold the coin or you sold it? And I kept the coin in my wallet for about two years because I wanted to show everyone the story how you don't get Nizak like Tosafot says. But other people are skeptical. But I saw it happen to me. Yeah, but it, how come the guy told you, oh, you pray nets? <laughs> that's what he said? Okay. That's what he said. That's what he said. says, how come you pray nets? Oh, you pray nets? He you says, got his sock, you pray nets? He says, you can't be. Don't worry, you'll get the money back. And sure enough, I got it. Yeah. Good. Okay. Let's go. I, I kept I kept it in my wallet, the tiny coin in my wallet, till one day I needed the money, I just sold it. It was $900. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't a rare coin. It was just the value of the gold at that point was worth that much money. Okay? I thought I'd get big money for this. 1886, now there's, there's 10,000, 50,000. No one really cares about the coin. It's just the, the weight of the, weight of the gold. 10, you said 10, uh, 10, how much? $10 coin. Ten dollar, ten. I don't know how many ounces it was. I don't know. I don't remember. You can look it up. Like bigger than quarter? A little bigger than a quarter, yes. Okay. Sorry, guys, that was a... He wanted to buy from me. Yeah, yeah, like, everyone, no, they're, they're pushing us. We can't go further. Let's go. He's Everyone's waiting. Okay. Um, still have back to the Gemara. Ask the Gemara. But I... But you like the next one. I got damaged. How did you get damaged? Oh, you got damaged because you had to bring... Uh, Hadassim to the king, right? And it costs you a lot of money to bring Hadassim to the king. Well, that's not a problem either. Hatam nami mi He says what happened was he prayed nets, and while he met, when, when he prayed nets, somebody met him and they said, "You you have to come bring Hadassim to the king." It cost a lot of money to travel to the king. Cost a lot of money in those days. And look, I got damaged by praying early. He says, "No, that's not a damage. Why not? You should have even paid for that." Person should always run to greet a Jewish king. Not only to meet a Jewish king, even to see the king of England. Why? Because if you get to see him, you can see the difference between a Jewish king and a Goy king. And you can see the difference. And therefore it's worth it. It's worth it. To go see a king, and therefore you didn't get you didn't get a loss by by uh, praying nets. There's no loss. I'm gonna be Eli leula. Rabbi Eli says to Ula, Ki alita lahatam when you go to Israel, Sheul b'shlama derabruna achai b'mamad kol achabuda. I want you to ask how my brother Rabruna is in front of everyone. Da adam gadol hu v'samech b'mitzvot. He's a great man because he. Is happy when he does a mitzvah. You can tell, by the way, the, the litmus test of who a great man is is if you, when you when you are happy when you do a mitzvah, that means that your mind is focused on what's important in this world. People who are happy to do mitzvot are people who 
uh, are, ha- are happy when they do a mitzvah. If you see a guy who does a mitzvah and he's happy, that means he's got his focus right. If a guy who does a mitzvah and doesn't care, that means he's focused on the wrong thing. Why? One time he was so His smile didn't leave his lips the whole day. When he prayed Vatikin once, his, he, he was smiling the whole day. That means he appreciates what's what, therefore he's a great man, and ask how he's doing. Mara answers, now this, this answer this question we know from previous Gemara, but let's see what's going on here. How is it possible to connect it? If we saying in the beginning Hashem so therefore you can't because a separation between Gal Yisrael and Baruch Hashem. We we know the answer to this already. We saw this before. We're only talking about Arbit. You're right. When we. When, Right when Rabbi Yochanan says that's only talking to Arbit during Shachrit, you shouldn't say Hashem Svatay Tiftach. That's the answer, because you have to be so merkei ulal tefila. Mar doesn't like that. Oh yeah, if you have to be so merkei ulal by Arbit also, so how can you tell me when he said Hashem Svatay Tiftach? He's only talking about Arbit. Arbit also, you're supposed to be so merkei ulal tefila. You're right. Arbir and Shachrit, you have to say But Minha, sorry, I'm sorry. Arbir and Shachrit, you don't say Hashem Tiftach in order to be so But Minha is when you say Hashem Tiftach. That's when, he, when when you see this the statement of Yochanan. He says you're supposed to say Hashem Tiftach. That's only referring to Minha. Ravashi or Ravashi says no. So according to the first answer, we're telling you. Only she sends with the dach by mitcha. Ravashi has his own answer. He says, "I feel till my kulhu." Maybe Riochan when he says she sends the dach is talking about all three prayers. The kevur the kavur rabbanan betivila. Since the rabbis put Hashem sends with the dach in the tefila, kitvila adich tadami. It's like an extended tefila, and therefore when you say Hashem sends with the dach, you are being somech gulal tefila because Gal Yisrael Adonai is really one going somech tefila tefila. Because once the rabbis put it there, it becomes part of the tefila. And we're proving that Ravashi is right because if you don't learn like him, Arvit, hechi matzis samich by Arvit, how can you put it next to each other? Va'abayil me mashkibenu yatsi ashkibenu, right? Ella, kevin tikkun rabban ashkibenu. Since the rabbi said to do ashkibenu, kigula rechtadavi. That's like a long kigula gal yisrael. Hachanami so to hear kevin tikkun rabban tevila. Since the rabbi put on the shem so to dach in tevila, kitevila rechtadavi. It's like one long tevila. Let's finish. We still have three minutes. Mehti says the Gemara, let's see. Hai Ratson Imipi, Mashmalibasof or Mashmi Kana. When we say Yiratson Imipi, it could it sounds like the my words should be favorable in your eyes, Hashem. A person could say that after praying or before praying. It makes sense to say before praying also. Before praying, I can say, Hashem, make my words favorable in us, or it could be afterwards. So says the Gemara. Why did the rabbis put it after Amidah, like Rabbi Yochanan just said? Why don't we say it beforehand? Since he said it only after 
if you you know it's on P is mentioned after eighteen different Perakim of Tehillim. Right after 18 Perakim of Tehillim. It says Yerot Sonom B. So therefore we say it after 18 Berachot of Amidah. The Shemona Esrei. Okay? So the Gemara asked the question, oh yeah? Han Yudchet? Yudchet Tavyan. It's not Yudchet. If you look it up, it's, a it's, a, it's the 19th Berak. It's not the, not, the 50, not the 18th Berak. It's the 19th Berak. It sounds cool, but you're off by one. Now I would have answered, oh, throw in Laminim. Because we really say 19. That's not what the Gemara says. The Gemara says, the first two, Ish, and the second one, is really one big pedic. And therefore, when you do it after 19, it's really 18, because one and two are joined. Okay? How do we know that one and two are joined? The Amar of Yudah, Bered of Shomim Pazi, Kuf Gimel, Parashiot, Amar David, Vlo Amar Hallelujah. David Amar did. 103 pirakim, and he never said the word hallelujah. Once he saw the downfall of the wicked people, hallelujah. So what, what's the point of this? Why do we say it after 103? It's 104. It's wrong. Must be, it's one parasha. Now, why is it one parasha? Anything that he loved, he started with Ashrei and ended with Ashrei. We is the end of the second. Perik. And therefore we see that one and two yeah, are one. Amen. Quick review, Rabotai. Thank you. Okay. Let's just start. You're running? Go ahead. Go catch me again. Okay. First thing. Okay, I'll start from the beginning. Well, there might be an eye downstairs. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we started off with uh, a statement of a, a story about the rabbis who got drunk at a party and they didn't say Shema and they asked their father Ban Gamaliel if they could say Shema and we said that they can't say Kirat Shema because you could rely on Rabbi Shimon and Shatadak. Then we explained that the story of, of, of Rabbi Shimon's kids coming back after the party was not the question they were asking was not was do you have a different opinion they knew he had an opinion they wanted to know uh, what the rabban what the rabban sorry want to know what the chachamim really hold do they hold like you or do they hold like the other rabbi um, then we said that every single time then we said that every single time we see uh, the rabbi say tel chatzot it's referring to we asked, how come you left out? How come you left out uh, Pesach? And we said, our Mishnah is Rabbi Eliezer, and the Brayta is Rabbi Akiva. Right? Just like, okay, fine. Then we said, also, just like Hashem passed through Mitzrayim until Chatzot, so too Korban Pesach until Chatzot. Gemara asks, did the Jews leave at night? I thought the Jews left in the morning. But we, oh, sorry, we have the whole. Of course, we have the whole chart. 
with the machlok between Rabbi Elazar ben Azaya and Rabbi Akiva, with Rabbi Elazar ben Azaya saying after Chatzot, Rabbi Akiva saying Tamur Shachan, each one, each one explaining what he does with Halayla and Hazeh, having not the next night. We had that whole chart. Then we said, had the Jews, Hagi said the Jews left at night. They left in the morning. We said no, the Giula started at night, but the Jews left in the morning. Then we then we spoke about Daber Naba Oznehaam. Why did why did Hashem say Na? Because He wanted to make sure that the Jews understand the 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 the, the, way, the way they left Mitzrayim that they got Rechush Kadol. The Jews should be able to understand it. Then we also said that we said the Mashal of a person who's in jail and he just says Get me out of here. He doesn't really want to wait to get out of jail. We said is it against the will of the Egyptians or the Jews? Machloket. Well, some say it's that the Egyptians didn't want to lend it. Some say the Jews didn't even want to bother, bother, want to bother carrying it because it would be heavy when they run away from the Egyptians. And then Hashem told Moshe, eh, yeah, but Moshe told the Jews, eh, yeah, because he didn't want the Jews to think about future troubles, as the famous saying goes, daya litzara b'sha'ata. It's enough to deal with the trouble when it comes. You don't have to worry about things now. Then we have our new Mishnah. Which says, uh, when do we say Shema in the morning? Between blue and white, according to one. According to the other, rabbis, between between uh, blue and karti, between the blue and green. Then we said, uh, what does it mean the difference between blue and white? It can't be a bundle of blue and white because why can't it be a bundle of blue and white? Because that you could tell even in the middle of the night. It must be talking about an unproperly dyed uh, string is blue strings. And white. Right, the string itself is blue and white. Then we have three different opinions of other opinions of when you could say Shema from. One say when you tell the difference between a wolf and a dog, a donkey and a wild donkey, and Achenim who say when you can recognize your friend from four feet away. We hold like Achenim when it comes to Tefillin. We always wait till Mashiach Kid. That's what we always wait for. Actually, if you know this, the halacha, halacha is we don't put on tefillin until Mishiakir. Even at early minyan, you don't put it on until Mishiakir. We hold like achanim. But when it comes to Shema, the best time to do it is by Netzach Hama. And we started talking about the power of Netzach Hama. And we said that no one gets damaged if you do it by Ga'al Yisrael. We have Tosfot, explains that it means you have to pray Vatikin. Then Rizal says, I did get damaged because I had to go bring Asa to the king. They told him that's not damaged. It's always good to see a, a king because if you see a king, you see the difference between Jewish kings and other kings. Mm-hmm. Right? We mentioned Hashem's Tavtach, which you have to mention. We said, Why is that not a. Uh, why is that not a. Hefsek in Gulat Tevilah? So no, I was talking about Abit. So it can't be Abit. Abit also have to do it. So I was talking about Mancha. That's one opinion. Rav Ashi says, No. It means. Um, it's all. It's not a. You can do Hashem Sotayitarach by all three to prayers because it's it's like a tefillah richta. We proved it. Why you don't want to be at the at the end? Why do you do it at the end? Why not in the beginning? And we said because that's at the end of the twenty of the eighteen berachot. And we also said that it's eighteen. Not, why is it not nineteen? Because the first two are connected, which we proved from the one hundred three slash one hundred two. Baruch Hashem leolam. Amen. Amen.